Revolutionary Talk for Revolutionary Times. Liberty Talk FM. It's a marvelous night for a moon dance With the stars up above in your eyes A fantabulous night to make romance Neath the cover of October skies You know the leaves on the trees are falling To the sound of the breezes that blow You know I'm trying to please to the calling What's up, what's up everybody? Welcome aboard to Friday, the Bubba Show. Friday, July the 27th. GDP explosive. What does it mean now? Where are we going? What's going to happen to the markets? My God, we're never going down again. The markets are just going to the moon. Of course, that is until they don't. And we all know that at some point that will happen and... We'll stop going up, and then, of course, we'll go up again. And, of course, that's what makes a market. But remember that if you look at the, a long-term trajectory, the market always works its way higher. But, you know, the big news about the GDP and, you know, what's looking forward. But, again, if you look inside the numbers, okay, let's look inside the numbers, how much of it is real. And that's another, you know, thing when you create a mirage, not the Mirage Casino, but it could be a casino. But when you create a Mirage, and of course, we know that many of the uh, numbers are not always 100% accurate. And why are they not accurate? Well, again, they're accurate. But, you know, remember, before the trade tariffs were talked about, you had a lot of soybean purchases uh, ahead of time, which which lends favorably to the GDP number. And again, I, there's nothing wrong with it. I, again, I, I'm not making excuses. I, I will just tell you what the numbers mean to me. Okay, uh, you had uh, uh, the the tax cuts are accounted into this uh, this uh, these numbers. Now, when you look at it, okay, it's great and it's all good. But again, can it last? And you know, it's very hard for an economy of our size to continue to continue to grow at that type of rate. Now, again, it's great to have growth. I, I, I see a lot of positives uh, out there, but, you know, can it continue? But the other side of the coin, which nobody wants to talk about, is if it's as good as we think it is, and again, it certainly is better. There is certainly more action than when we had uh, the past couple of presidents, uh, we're seeing a, a, a big charge. We've seen a lot of regulations reduced. We've seen a lot of things change. But when you look at it, you know, can it continue? And the answer is no, there's no way it can continue. Okay. Again, we continue to, you know, as, as in history, this is not a one-off. As in history, we always tend to overprice the markets until... We underprice them, okay? Right now, we're on the mode of overpricing. I mean, you saw, uh, you know, how big the number was. And again, that's great. It's great to have some growth, but we have to remember what makes up the growth. In the last really big quarter that we had in GDP, 
geez, guess what? It was also based on soybean purchases. Okay. So, you know, it's, I don't get too excited about numbers, nor do I get too depressed about numbers. I think that numbers are numbers and, you know, the markets kind of have an expectation of what they're going to be. And at the end, it's all good. At the end, it doesn't matter. What we want to see is growth. But what we really want to see is, I think, more prosperity for all. Okay? Uh, you know, it, it, it's great to have corporate America doing great. But it would also be nicer to have everyday average Americans doing great. And what I mean by doing great is, you know, A, having a solid health care plan, which we don't have yet. Okay, now I know there's been some talk and I, I hear, you know, what's going on, but it would really be nice to have a reasonable health care plan where the average American wasn't paying, you know, so much to get reasonable health care. Because, again, when you think about it, you know, the health care money goes to garbage, basically. Okay, you know, it goes in the pockets of the insurance companies. Now, if we could get, you know, and I don't know if the right numbers, but let's just say I pay myself $22,000 a year for health care. But let's say we could get that down to half, which I don't think should be a problem. But let's say everybody, if we cut everybody's health care in half, okay, well, then wouldn't it be, wouldn't it make sense that all that money that people were saving on health care would go into either their own savings account or their own investing account, or back into the economy. And that would create a hell of a lot better economic situation if we could start to cut back on health care costs. And, um, uh, and I think that, you know, this is one of the things that we, we don't uh, quite uh, understand and what we don't quite take care of is, you know, if we could help average America, the person making, let's say, 50 grand, okay, a year, if we could cut back some of their onerous expenses that they have uh, from, the, from the healthcare standpoint and some of the other things, then that money would flow right back into the economy. And now you'd be talking about having some real substantial growth <clears throat> that could last. Uh, now, the other side of the coin is, is, is if we do end up getting into a situation with true free markets, very much what uh, President Trump has tried to do. If we can get into that true free market environment, well, what does that mean? Well, if we get into true free markets, that means that costs are going to come down. Okay, why? Because if you're truly competing, if businesses are truly competing to earn, I love that term, earn your business you know, it's like you go to a car dealer. How do I earn your business? You know, all the buzzwords. But anyways, if we could if we could get them to reasonable levels, then there'd be more competition. I think one of the big problems in, in the world today is, you know, and Amazon, I have nothing against Amazon. I don't care, you know, about, you know, Jeff Bezos. I mean, I know what he is, I don't, but I don't care. I mean, I, again, I shop at Amazon. But the real problem is, is they have no competition, basically. Okay. So if we can get, 
you know, people to compete. Competition brings out the best for the average person. True and free competition brings down the cost of doing goods. You know, I mean, there's there's all kinds of ways to do it. And, you know, there is a, a when you can bring in and, uh, and allow people to compete at the same level, which is hard. OK, we're, we see that in the banking industry <clears throat> all the time. You know, the little banks cannot compete with the big banks. In fact, and I had dinner with a banker. Uh, the other day, and we were talking about, you know, the small bank. And, of course, they cannot compete because of the regulations and other things that go on throughout. But we'll talk more about the banking system, one of my favorite topics, when we come back from the break. This is The Bubba Show, and I am Todd Bubba Horowitz. And, of course, don't forget to go to libertytalk.fm and download The Bubba Show each and every day. Uh, and the Sporting Edge on the weekends. I mean, again, our station is the only station you need. It operates 24 hours a day with plenty of content and uh, it's the only place you need. So check it out, libertytalk.fm. And, of course, don't forget about uh, Bubba's Daily Update, which is available to you for free every day after the, week, after the markets close. I send out a video on what happened that day and what I expect to happen uh, the next day. So if you check that out, okay, uh, all I have to do is go to BubbaTrading.com. There's a little box that'll pop up. Fill it out. It's free. There is no cost. There is no credit card. Just fill out the box, and you will get my daily update each and every day. And uh, we'll give you tomorrow's newspaper today. This is The Bubba Show. Todd Bubba Horowitz will be right back after the break. The Bubba Show. Welcome back to the Bubba Show. Todd Bubba Horowitz, Friday, July the 27th. I can't believe summer's almost over already. Jeez, Louise. You know, it's amazing. The older you get, the faster time goes. I don't know. Uh, but in the meantime, we were talking about banks and, you know, how they cannot compete. And, of course, what it does to you and me, the average guy, and it, it tortures us. Okay. It, it it does not allow the interest rate market to free flow. It doesn't allow the competition between banks to free flow. And, of course, that is one of the problems. And, again, we talked about it. It's the regulators. It's the onerous regulations. You know, I, I know that President Trump has made a a, a lot of uh, adjustment for uh, some of the regulations, but really has not addressed the regulations on the little guy, you know, when you have to have that regulator, you know, and, and, and have to have that compliance officer, you know, it's it's a big challenge for the small business because, again, they, they, don't, they don't have the ability to tell the regulators to go screw. We'll just pay your fine. They make them go through it and they rake them over the coals. And that is a problem in the industry because, you know, this is where you lose the competition. This is where you lose that free market setup. And I think that's one of the things that, to me, uh, creates the bigger problems that we have. You know, we're, we're, we're at a point that, you know, every business is almost too big to fail. You know, and when you look at it, you have, you know, we, we have to bring this down to where the entrepreneurial spirit can go back into business. And, you know, we've got a lot of, you know, 
entrepreneurs, a lot of people in business for themselves that, you know, sell product through Amazon, which is fine. Okay. That's all good. You know, you've got your delivery network. You've got a lot of people that try or attempt to be traders. Again, those are all businesses you can run uh, from a low cost standpoint. But we need to get back into the, you know, the small manufacturer and the, the, the small guy that can employ a lot of people because, you know, being an independent uh, and in small business for yourself through an Amazon or as a trader or whatever, you're not really employing anybody, okay? And and that is something that, you know, we're lacking and, and need to see as a, a part back in is to get to where we have to hire employees and then we have to give them benefits and, you know, and, and these are all things that, you know, always relate back to the bottom line of the economy okay you know when these things happen you do relate them back they do go back to the 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 same uh and and bring more money and that's where you know these things need to be taken they need to take place but if we don't then we'll be just be in the in the in the in the same position that we were in before and that's where you know you're allowing the the big guy to take over and you're not letting the little guys participate uh now we are starting to see um some issues in the economy i mean housing sales are falling okay uh you know inventories are light but new construction is not big so you know we see a lot of issues that are being created and interestingly enough we continue to ignore them okay we continue to uh you know not care and and i think that's also another issue and another problem okay you know when you look at what's going on um you know and you look at certain things you you find out that the 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 clarity and the problems that we have are are growing but they're being masked by other things and and i think that's one of the issues that we find is 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 that you know we hear these reports we hear these numbers but yet are they real you remember the old commercial is it real or is it memorex well are they running a loop on us to make us pretend because there are still very, very many, many people that are still struggling, okay? And, you know, but but the one thing you always want to remember is the markets tell all, okay? The markets tell you everything you need to know because when the markets continue to rally in the face of everything else, okay? Now, again, so eventually they'll sell off. You know, there's no... There's no issue and no doubt that that's going to happen. But, you know, you, you, you continue to see, you know, the markets know how to price things. And, and of course, with today's technology, you know, with today, in today's world, they can be even more efficient. You know, as I've said here a couple of times over the past seven years of the show, is, you know, with so much technology, basically, I can almost calculate the jobs report myself by following the weekly job claims and all the other information that comes out and you have people paying big money to get information early but also to track and kind of 
come up with the consensus numbers on their own. And what you're going to find out is that it's 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 there there is not as many mistakes. So basically, the news that really drives the market is the unexpected news, the news that was not priced in correctly, which obviously happens. But we also know that at some point, people are going to want to take some profits. Okay, people are going to want to say, you know, enough. Uh, let me. Let me take some money off the table here. Okay. And that's something that, you know, I, I think that, you know, we forget about. And, of course, what always happens when you get too aggressive in your investing? Well, you invest money that you can't afford to invest because you need it to pay the bills. But you know that it's so easy to steal the money out of the market that how could you possibly, what could possibly go wrong? And of course, then comes the crisis. And it's amazing that everybody's crisis comes at about the same time. Now, you know, it, it, it's, it's kind of interesting, but everybody seems to be in crisis at the same time. And, you know, everybody has to start to sell so what happens? You're selling lower, and and, and you're 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 not you know you're panicking you're panicking out there. I can feel it. But so the point is, is that you 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 put yourself in a position, and now you're forced to sell. Okay, and um, if you if you are forced to sell, you're going to sell at the worst possible price, and that's the 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 way that markets function. Because then they know it, and it and selling begets selling, and the next you know the market's collapsing. Okay, and again it, it'll collapse again. It's not this is market meltdowns are not a bad thing except if you are unprepared or if you're forced out. Okay, but truthfully, you should never be forced out if you're in good solid companies. You should never be forced out if you're doing the right thing. Okay, if you're hedging and doing all that, but what happens is it, it, it's it's quite common, you know, the panic sets in, and you know all that money, as you watch it dribble away every day, and you know, so if you if you don't put yourself in the best position, and you don't make sure that you can survive a market meltdown, okay, because everybody should be able to survive it if you are investing correctly. It's those of us who don't invest correctly who end up having the panic at the bottoms. And that is why, you know, especially if you're investing in something that is not as liquid as it should be, then you better make sure that money you're, you're investing is not going to be needed tomorrow because you're not going to get it tomorrow. And that's always something that we want to make sure that we understand is that if... I'm investing money. It better be money that I can afford and I'm not going to need tomorrow. Because if you need it tomorrow, you can bet on one on one thing. The market ain't going the right way for you. It's going to go the wrong way for you. This is The Bubba Show. I am Todd Bubba Horowitz. I want to remind you about our high school investing program. It's at highschoolinvesting.com. Uh, if you'd like to help us out, you can go to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash Bubba Trading. And I want to thank all those who have helped out in the past as we go into our ninth year. It's going to be a big year whether or not we can make it or not. I'm not sure. 
but we're going to give it a try. In the meantime, don't forget to download the show each and every day at libertytalk.fm. That's the Bubba Show, the Sporting Edge on the Weekend, the Crypto Investor X. We're going to stop out here for a break. This is the Bubba Show. Todd Bubba Horowitz will be right back with more after the break. What's up, everybody? Bubba here. It's finally here. The long-awaited Bubba Report, bringing you news from all the trading floors across the globe. We've got Scott Lady, the cow guy, is seen on CNBC, Fox, and Bloomberg. We've got Keith Bliss, CNBC, Fox, and a floor trader at the New York Stock Exchange. We've got the Badger, who writes the hot topics in the political news. We've got myself putting together my own unique indexes that will help you give you a better idea of what's going on in the market. All you need to do to get a hold of the Bubba Report is go to thebubbashow.org and sign up for the newsletter, or you can email me direct at bubba at thebubbashow.org. We want you to have this report because we've got over 150 years of experience talking about markets, getting ready for the trading, and puts you in the best position to have successful. So email me at bubba at thebubbashow.org to get a copy of your report or go right to the website, thebubbashow.org. Make sure you get it. It's a must-have for every investor and trader. The Bubba Report. Welcome back to the Bubba Show. Todd Bubba Horowitz with you. And, well, what's going on in the old world of currencies? Those phony, we'll call them the phony fiat fix. Of course, you know, as we all know, central banks around the globe fiddle with their currency to try to make certain things happen. And I never understood that. You know, I, I, I don't understand why they do that. I mean, I do understand why they do that, so they can steal more money. But I don't understand why we accept it. And, of course, we know that part of the exception is being eliminated because we're seeing more uh, into the crypto world, uh, the Bitcoin and other bands of, of cryptocurrency. Uh, but, you know, you've got the, the Chinese wailing on the one, okay, or the rim bim b, uh, and you know they 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 continue to plunge them because again, it makes their goods uh, they can overcome the tariffs throughout doing that. But it's no different anywhere else. You've got you know Mario Draghi trying to manipulate their currency, and of course you got right here in the good old U.S. of A. We try to manipulate our currency, and I think that's the fallacy and the flaw of the cryptocurrency world. I think that uh, this is, you know, one of the problems and, and I think why you're seeing some of these cryptos take hold. And, and make no mistake about it, the cryptocurrency world is in a bull market or going to be in a bull market. Make no mistake that they are real and they are spectacular. Now, again, I'm not telling you to go out and run and buy them right now. I'm saying that you know, if you're going to make a little bit of an investment, even if it's a couple of hundred dollars, you should be looking at some cryptocurrencies. Okay. And again, I have no benefit from it, whether you do or you don't. I'm in, I'm losing a little bit of money myself right now, but again, I'm buying this as a long-term investment, but it's the reason that they're going to be successful is because I believe that people are getting sick and tired of the government being able to interfere and change value. As I've said before, it's like they offer a secondary on the cash you're holding in your pocket. And I find that to be 
uh, you know, first of all, appalling. I think, uh, you know, to me, it's it's almost like a criminal offense that somebody could change the value of what I own. <clears throat> and, of course, that's one of the issues you have when you have nothing underlying the fiat currency system. Because if we had something, you know, that was a base of it, then the the base should be trading at the free market, which is then what your currency is based off of. But of course, we don't have that, and 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 this this currency manipulation, these currency wars, will continue for an extended period of time until it changes. Now, when will it change? Well, again, that that's part of this uprising we're seeing right now with crypto now will the cryptos be able to uh overcome well i will see again i don't know that they will or they won't i think that they're real but you know again will they be recognized uh, as real currency will they be recognized and you are seeing a lot of places that are taking the real currency and using them but again there's a many that don't and you've got, you know, many regulations coming. I mean, we've got the, the new ETF for Bitcoin that they've been trying to get out for years. Is Once again, looks like it's in a little bit of trouble. It doesn't look like it's going to be able to be put out in place this year. Now, why? I don't understand. I, I mean, I, again, I, I don't like the uh, accredited investor situation. Uh, I, I think that, again, you know, when you're doing the pyramid schemes, you know, the, the, if you remember those from years ago, I'm sure they're still going now, but, you know, if you don't have enough knowledge to, to, to do your own due diligence, and due diligence is not knowing what you have to know about the product. Due diligence is knowing about, you know, the people that you're investing with and the, the amount of money you're investing and, and what can be the outcome of that. And I think that's something that, you know, we continue to... Uh, not really focus on and you know you know i deal with it all the time you know and you know with investors and you know they're not doing their own due diligence and and i beg you i beg you to do your due diligence on any investment you're going to make okay and why do i beg you because it's only for your own good okay you have to do things for your own good so you have a good solid understanding of what can happen should things go wrong you know when you invest in anything when you put money for anything your first question should always be is what is the worst thing that can happen what is the worst thing that i can do here and if you can answer that legitimately and if you can answer that and know what the exposure is, then you can never make a bad investment. It may not make money, but if you've done your due diligence, and of course, when I took, when when I had to uh, get my membership many many years ago, almost forty years ago, okay, we had to take a test. But but part of the class teaching was due diligence, okay, and that's what we're trying to make sure that we understand is the due diligence okay if if we do our due diligence then we will find ourselves 
in a position to be much better and much sharper about these things. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you that you need to focus on, you know, what you're trying to get done and focus on what can happen so that you know that you're not surprised should the worst of it happen. Because, again, we know that everything can go wrong. That should never be an issue with anybody. We all know that things can go wrong and typically usually do at the Murphy's Law at the worst possible time. So you, as the investor, you have to make sure that you do your due diligence. Because if you're not doing your your due diligence, then you are not watching out after your money. And at the end of the day, nobody cares more about your money than you do. So if you're trusting and depending others to watch your money, and there's nothing wrong with an advisor or somebody watching your money, but it behooves you to have done the work to understand what they are doing with your money. It behooves you to be on top of it because you know why Ponzi schemes happen? Because people trust and they don't do their due diligence. Do you know why people make bad investments? And again, listen, I've made plenty of bad investments and I did my due diligence. That doesn't mean I'm always going to be right. But the, the simple point is, is that if we, if we do everything right, all we're doing is cutting down the possibility that we're making a mistake. There is no way to never have a bad investment. There is no way to never lose money on a trade. But if you do, but if you don't do your due diligence, then you're basically just handing your money over to the crapper. And that's something that we always have to be concerned about is to keep ourselves where at least if it goes wrong, I can say, okay, well, I made an investment. I did everything I was supposed to. I was ready. I was diligent about it. And it was just a bad investment. Okay. That's going to happen. But at the, at the end of the day, um, you know, we can, we can then move and, and put ourselves in the next position and the best position always. And I think that's where we sometimes tend to miss out because we are missing um, the opportunity. And that's why I always tell you to make sure that you understand what you're investing in and don't, ju don't just take the blind leap of faith from somebody, okay, because everybody's got their own little agenda as to what they're going to do and what they want to do and why they do it. So in my eyes, I think that you need to do your homework and be better prepared for what can happen next. And that is one of the things to investing that you need to know is that you have to be in a position so that you understand exactly what the potential risks and problems are. In the meantime, it is Friday. Thank God it's Friday. 
it is coming to the weekend, and of course, we want to remind you that uh, to go to LibertyTalk.fm and download the Bubba Show every single day and the Sporting Edge on the weekends. I know the boys have a great show for you again this week, so make sure you download those at LibertyTalk.fm. And of course, you know, and maybe you don't, but I do a daily update every day, video update, about three to five minutes, put together an update of what happened that day and what I expect to happen tomorrow. And of course... I urge you to go to BubbaTrading.com and fill out the little form that pops up. There's no charge. There's no credit card required. But I will send you each and every day. I'll email you an update of the market of what I saw. And it comes to you via video free. So check that out. In the meantime, this is the Bubba Show. Todd Bubba Horowitz. We're going to step out of a break and be back with our friend, Jane King from Lila Maximedia. The Bubba Show. Todd Bubba Horowitz. We're coming right back. Welcome back to the Bubba Show, Todd Bubba Horwich with the traveling, the one and only, sitting at the airport, Jane King, Lila Max Media, the Kaching Report. What's up, Jane King? Well, hey, Todd. Well, I'm, I'm going to Indiana, and I'm going to find out what some real Indiana farmers think of the tariff situation, of the soybean situation, what's going on. I mean, you hear all these economists on TV talking about it. I'm going to hear what actual Indiana farmers think of the whole thing. Well, wouldn't that be great to actually get the real people who, who want to know what's going on versus the people that just want to get advantage from it, like the lobbyists and the people in Congress that made these bad deals to begin with? <laughs> Well, exactly. I mean, there's a lot of people who have a political view, one point or another, and think they're speaking for farmers. And so we'll see. We'll see what they really think. So I'll let you know next week. I'm going to get a full report. A full report. So what did you think about the the uh, the kind of deal that uh, Trump made with um, with the the EU? Well, I thought it was a sign of success. Um, I think you know the EU caved a little bit. I think anybody. The Chinese, the Europeans, everybody knows that this is imbalanced, and they know they've gotten a good deal for 20, 30 years, and they know that good deal is coming to an end, and they're going to have to bend on this, and EU is just the first one to do it. Um, they're still, I really kind of like the fact that they said, we'll work towards zero tariffs. Let's see where that gets us, a true free market. We might be able to actually get there someday, Todd. Wouldn't that be amazing if we got a true free market? Now, it's funny, because I said... I was on Fox right after they came out, and I said this was Trump's way of backdooring into TPP because all of a sudden Mexico's showing up and wanting to work out a deal. I don't think Canada's behind. So if he gets Mexico, Canada done, and he gets the EU done, that kind of puts China in a, in a, in a trick box, which is really just a, a recreation of TPP the way that Trump wanted it. What do you think? Well, I, no, I think that's true. And what I thought was really interesting was that he did the deal with the EU on soybeans and he did the deal with the EU on liquid natural gas. So those are that's putting even more pressure on China as like, yeah, China, you thought you're really going to cause some pressure here by not buying soybeans anymore. And look, we've got a new buyer on the world stage, or at least a, a, somebody who hasn't bought that much. I mean, China's been such a big buyer of soybeans as long as I've been involved in the markets. So, um, and the EU hasn't been that big of a buyer. They bought some other things, but um, now they're going to be buying more U.S. soybeans. So all of a sudden China's lost its leverage. Well, yeah, it's funny, but you know, when I've been doing this for 38 years and, you know, one of the things you always said is if it rains on the South street, then it's rain, it's raining everywhere, but right. right? And then, but the other thing was is whenever they needed the markets to go up, 
China's buying soybeans. Whether they're buying or not, China's buying soybeans. And uh, look, I think with the growing population, I don't know that we have enough grains. You know, obviously, if everything is perfect and the crops are perfect and there's no issues, then yes, there's plenty. But there's many years that there's not enough because of weather and because of situations. So I don't think that if you're going to have increasing uh, economic solutions and make things better for your own country and you're bringing in more middle class, then we're going to need more food anyways. What do you think? Well, and, and plus also, so imagine yourself being a Chinese buyer of soybeans and you, you know, all of a sudden you, you are trying to teach the U.S. a lesson about trade. So you're not buying, you're letting the, you know, the shipments sit around. You're not buying any. You're going to buy from South America. Well, finally, the South Americans are going to be like, oh, I'm your only market now. Let's jack up the price a little bit. So, I mean, the Chinese are under pressure here and they're going to have to do something, especially now that the EU is buying U.S. soybeans. They're just going to have to admit that um, they haven't been playing fair for a long time. And I mean, I don't have anything against the Chinese. I think they're very smart. I, they're very serious about education. I wish we were more serious about education. My kids are learning Mandarin. But I think that this has to be, this has to be more of a, uh, of a balanced approach to trade. And, and Trump's doing it. Um, he's the only one <laughs> that would, would be able to actually get this done. And he's getting it done, I think. Oh, no, I think it's great. And, and again, I, I think that, of course, uh, you said it perfectly that if you eliminate competition, then it allows the the one standing to raise prices. And of course, that's where the free markets come into play. And, and, and I believe, this is my opinion, I like that your opinion, but I believe for as long as I can remember, we have not had yet really a true free market because there's too many other factors that, that work their way into markets that, that take away the true free market. And that goes with the insurance industry that's in the, in the, in the, in the soybeans and everything. And I think that this is, I think Trump is trying to lead towards a true free market globally. Well, I, I mean, I think we have to. I mean, we can't have the government stepping in and helping all the time and as much as they are. I mean, that's just like a black hole. I mean, because government can't fix everything. And so then when the, when the problems linger, well, we need more government, some people think. So, you know, we've seen, I don't know if you guys saw the story this week about Venezuela, a million percent inflation. Um, I think that everybody who's thinking about voting for a socialist candidate in the fall needs to look at that story and see what the people of Venezuela are living through. So that's what you have when you have too much government intervention and you don't let people pursue free markets and pursue their own ideas and their own wants and desires and um, and let just, you know, the economy work without government interference. Oh, no, I, I couldn't agree more with that. And I, I think that, again, we have a, a lot of things going on throughout the globe. But I, I think when you look at it, I, I think, you know, you've got now somebody in, in our White House who decided that he wants free markets. But I'll tell you one thing I'm not happy with, and I want to get your opinion on this as well. I am not happy that he is kind of edging Chair Powell on interest rates and, and on what the strength of the dollar should be. Again, I believe both of those items should be determined by the market, not by whether or not it's good for uh, the economy, because I think that the economy itself will will flourish if we let it just do what it's supposed to, because asset classes know how to price themselves. What do you say? Yeah, no, I, I agree. And he, he mentioned it like once, as far as I know. I don't think he's mentioned it again. Um, one thing that's great about the Federal Reserve is they're really the only bipartisan, non-political government body we have anymore. So I'd like to kind of keep it that way. I'd like them just to make decisions based on what they see in terms of monetary policy and um, not 
worry about whether they're going to get somebody reelected or not reelected. So I actually think a rise in interest rates is going to be good for the economy. I don't think it's going to upset the market as much as some people think and maybe President Trump's worried about. But I think he does need to stay out of the Fed and let them do their thing. Well, yeah, I mean, because, again, one of the problems that we always create is because of the Fed, because of some of the policies that they run by, and because they're too worried about things, so they they make it, you know, they make money too cheap. And of course, we know that the system can handle much more, much higher interest rates. Why? Because we've got all these peer to peer lenders out there that are not working on three and four and five percent. I mean, they're getting ten, eleven, twelve percent, right? I mean, doesn't mm-hmm. that make sense? Well, yeah. I mean, and and another thing. I mean, this is like a bigger issue. I mean, the whole money thing is, is changing. I mean, all my babysitters want to be played on Venmo. I don't even want cash. Um, I was at a cryptocurrency esports event uh, just this week, and they were talking about how um, tokenization is going to be disruptive of the whole economy uh, as much as the internet was. So I think we all kind of need, and one reason why they really like the Bitcoin, and you and I have talked about this, is they don't like all the government intervention in money, and they think that it's led to uh, you know a lot of inequality and economic inequality. So um, I think we're going to be in for some big changes in the next 20 to 30 years in terms of monetary policy, how we pay for things, the currency we use, how it's transacted globally. I think that's going to be the next big revolution. Oh, and the farmers will be first because right now I know in, in, in certain parts of the world they're using Cardano to pay for farm products. So the, 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 there you Interesting. have it. Interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. I'll talk about that too. I'll see if anybody in Indiana, Indiana is doing that. <laughs> Jane King, have a great time in Indiana. We'll expect your report in full next week. But as always, I appreciate travel safely and thanks so much for being here. Thanks, Todd. That was our friend, Farmer Jane King. Well, she's not a farmer, but from a farming family and uh, has spent time in, in New York from on Bloomberg and she went from the Chicago Board of Trade to Bloomberg and is doing a lot of stuff, but it's always great to have her on the show and she brings a, a good perspective to what we do here. And uh, so we'd love to have a, a great understanding of uh, what the farmers are thinking and we will get a full report and I'm sure that it'll back up my theory in the meantime, this is The Bubba Show, Todd Bubba Horwitz, and of course, it is Happy Friday, and we want to remind you to download the show each and every day at libertytalk.fm, and don't forget to get uh, the Sporting Edge on the weekends, and of course, don't forget about our high school investing program, which you know Jane King is a big supporter of as well. Uh, we're trying to educate the youth of America. We need your help if you'd like us to continue, and that would be through Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash Bubba Trading. Have a great weekend, everybody. As always, I thank you for being part of The Bubba Show, and we will see you back here on Monday. The Bubba Show, Todd Bubba Horwitz. Have a great weekend, everybody. See you later. Revolutionary talk for revolutionary times. Liberty Talk FM.